you don't have to invest millions and millions of dollars and you know wait to really harness the power of embedded fintech tools. I think technology in so many areas, including especially this area, has accelerated to a point where it really can favor not just the large companies being able to have big teams, but even the, the vertical SaaS startup. And so there's a tailwind behind you. Support provided by the Vital Credit Card. Make a statement in your wallet with a sleek metal credit card that pays you cash back when you share and spend responsibly while helping you improve your credit health. Request your invite at vital.fintechconfidential.com. Welcome to Fintech Confidential, bringing you the people, tech, and companies that change how you pay and get paid. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ted. Great to be here. So embedded payments is one of my favorite topics, and I've led a number of companies to create ISV, ISO, payback programs over the years. And Justify has a unique approach to helping vertical software as a service platforms accelerate their potential and add value to their company. But before we dive into just how Justify is activating these additional revenue streams with payments and other fintech solutions, I want to kind of dive into a little bit of your background. Uh, I find it interesting because you founded College Nannies and Sitters and Tutors, which was a, a large in-home childcare and tutoring company. Tell me, how did you fall into this fintech journey? Yeah, I, you know, so said said more realistically, Ted, I'm remarkably unqualified to run a fintech company is is probably the reality. But the entrepreneurial journey is is different. And um, I did. I started a uh, a childcare company that then when when I was in undergrad university and it was uh, I was a college hockey player and I answered an ad that perhaps only exists in Minnesota that said, looking for a hockey player to watch our two boys. So I was a, I was a Manny, but I was, I was interested in business and starting things. And I, I think it's, 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 it's related to, you know, everyone, everyone has a entrepreneurial journey that's in entrepreneurship and, and platforms and others have a FinTech journey, but it started as a staff, small staffing company, and then it moved into, well, let's franchise that. And then we built our own vertical SaaS platform for all of our franchises that, and then ultimately a mobile booking system. So when, when the journey ended, we had 200 locations in two countries with 10,000 employees, and we were helping build stronger families. So that was a, that was a great journey. And, um, and a hard one. It took me a decade and a half with the team and we sold to a public company out of Boston. But then when I took a sabbatical a year and some change, I decided, well, what do I want to do next? Like what, what am I, what were some of the things I was, uh, good at that helped grow that company? What are some things I was less good at? And what are some of the things I just were terrible at? So, um, <laughs> ultimately how we got, I got into running justify and having that privilege was, uh, friends of mine who built a vertical SaaS company to be a, in the sports tech space. They got to be sort of industry leaders. They were processing $4 billion a year and they, they too sold to a public company. So their head of payments, their CEO, their CTO and I got together and said, you know, there has to be a better way than 
they had, they too had a 15 year journey of, you know, stabbing at apples and oranges in the dark, trying to figure all this out. And they needed someone, uh, to, to lead the team. And those fortunately just happened to be in the category of some things that I was, you know, maybe not so terrible at. So we got together and I have a, a wonderful group of technical co-founders that are, you know, far better at math than I am. But, uh, but that, that's how I went from being a, you know, hockey playing nanny to leader of a, you know, fintech orchestration platform. So what has been like the biggest lesson you've learned about payments and fintech so far in this journey? Well, I think it's, it's sort of the obvious statement, but it, you know, when I was looking for how do I go make an impact, how do I continue on with my entrepreneurial journey? One of the things that, that I said is I want to be in sort of a place of greatest potential. And one way to do that is to just simply be involved and in the middle of one of the biggest markets on the planet. So I just continue to be surprised in how not only large this is, large an opportunity, large of an opportunity is for a platform, but also the great diversity in which falls under the term fintech. Like what, you know, it, when we think about financial technology, it's a buzzword we like to throw around, It's but it can mean so many different things. And I also like, you know, when I was growing a company in franchising, you could talk to all kinds of different folks that were franchising restaurants to nanny agencies, and they all had some shared experiences. And I think fintech is similar because it's not a zero-sum game, meaning there isn't going to be one winner. There hasn't been just one winner in this. There can be thousands of winners because there's thousands of different ways to slice and dice that very large market. Well, you bring me to the next question, which is, you know, software seems to be eating everything and every vertical SaaS platform seems, seems to have become a fintech company. You know, as you were talking about that, how big of a market are you seeing out there for the embedded fintech for, for SaaS platforms? I mean, it, it feels to me, you know, that it, it's flirting with the, tr like into the trillions, because when you start magnifying, if, if, if all small and medium sized businesses, we can envision in future in which they are using a system or systems of record to manage their businesses and all funds flow could find their way into that, not only money in but money within a platform and then money out. In other words, like how they're paying vendors and that sort of thing. It, it starts to be a pretty uh, amazing number, you know, in terms of the market. And now we could get into, you know, how many thousands of vertical SaaS platforms exist today and how many new are going to be coming into the market. And I think that's all a good exercise to do. But I think when we pull back and say, you know, yeah, it's pretty, you know, this is software is eating the world and, you know, all companies are a fintech company is not that far off. Wow. And what's interesting is as, as each one of those software companies makes their way into becoming a fintech company, the current state of the ecosystem around payments, around finance, uh, the regu regulatory side of the house, it's all severely disjointed, disconnected, and fragmented from how people want to engage with their their finances. 
and whether it's they want to get paid or how they want to pay, what is Justify doing to enable these, enable better experiences for the software as a service platform as well as their customers? Sure. Um, well, I think for the software as a platform, I mean, it, it, I've been in a lot of these, these meetings where, um, you know, let's say that a software entrepreneur who's passionate about, you know, a vertical could be sports tech. It, I talked, it could be, I talked to a great group of software uh, entrepreneurs that were building software for the funeral home industry. Okay. Like that makes sense. We, we I talked to folks in venue, man, like just every vertical, someone's passionate about that and they're passionate and knowledgeable about the vertical. They're also passionate oftentimes about solving real problems with soft software for that vertical. So what they often lack though, is how to respond and execute on things that they read where they say, well, every company should be a fintech company, or sometimes even more pointed, they're in a board meeting because they've chosen to raise money from venture capital or something. And they say, what you need to do is X. And it's like, okay. And, you know, so their investors said so. So they go out and say, well, who do we have on the team that knows how to do that? And because it's so fragmented being the industry, and there's a lot of old ways of thinking that still haven't flushed through the you know, they're on all of a sudden you have a software platform that's starting to be a payment facilitator and they only have $50 million flowing through the system or even only $500 million. And it's like, whoa, they should not be doing that. So I think that what we do at Justify is try to simplify and be a, a you know, a humble expert and a partner for them to get on how to do this, you know. Because if you're an expert on barbershop software, that doesn't mean that you're an expert on fintech. So like challenging and thinking about what is core. And so we help them with the tech. We have you know, the payment and the fintech orchestration platform to process the payments, to bring insurance live, to bring lending live, to bring all of these things. But we also have what we call our engaged fintech team. So we have a team where we can be an extension of their team. And if they don't have a chief payment officer, we have one for them. Because I found in business, whether it's high tech or low tech, it takes, it takes tools, which is often tech, and it takes a team. It can't just be done sometimes with an API. So as you just mentioned, Justify has gone beyond just embedded payments and there are so many options. You hit on a few uh, for SaaS companies to monetize fintech. Can you walk us through a little bit more detail of the different models that are currently out there in the market? And you, you touched on a few items where Justify is different, but let's go a little bit more deep into that. Sure. So we think that vertical SaaS should keep the lion's share of or at least participate in the lion's share of the value of the funds flow within their ecosystem. So that's a very broad statement because we want them to bring some of the, the transactions that are happening outside of their platform, inside of their platform. So things like mm -hmm. lending and others. So, but today what most folks are out there selling and what most folks are out there shopping for is payments. I want to make more money on embedded payments. And I agree they should Platforms should make more money on embedded payments. I think I, we fundamentally, you know, justify we've chosen our name as, you know, 
is a somewhat of a provocative name to say, like, we think there's something wrong out there. We, we think that things could be a little bit more right. So this notion that you have to, you know, your payment at a billion dollars should be less than the same payment at a, at a million, we don't agree with. We think that it should be based on the cost of a payment. So we think that others that are out there that are saying you should monetize more of the payment, you should be making more as a platform, we agree. And we think that that should, that probably lands somewhere in the 80 to 110 basis points that someone should be capturing. But that is only about a third of the story, actually. So our partner, my partners um, started and grew, you know, a large, large vertical SaaS company in the sports tech space. And they started off on a journey a little bit by accident. And this was sort of before embedded payments and fintech was cool. And then very deliberate, they were able to achieve 300, 400 basis points of keep. I'm like, wow, like this is like apples and socket wrenches. We're not even talking about different kinds of fruit here. So Mm -hmm. it's with, it starts oftentimes with payments. And then you think about how can you go on this fintech journey where it's maybe there's insurance, lending, card issuing. They, they launched background screens, spend management, vendor management. So it's a little crazy for some, but like for every dollar that's out in the, in the world, it's up to you know, a thousand basis points or 10% of that dollar is oftentimes leaked out in transaction fees in vendor discounts in you know, so it's about building a strategy and having subsequent products that, and a team that can help a platform best monetize all of the different funds flow in, within and out of their platform. Wow. I, I guess I wasn't even thinking of it as payments only being a third. In my mind, it was half. But now that you've broken down all the other pieces, yeah, it does really feel like it's it's a third. And, you know, you mentioned all these moving parts. You talk about all the different areas uh, that justifies helping bring together. There are so many places it could go wrong, and it jeopardizes the profitability of the embedded fintech. If you were to boil it down, we, we have a third and a third and a third. What are the top three mistakes that software companies are making when they decide to move forward with monetizing with fintech? I would say the first mistake would be waiting to begin. You know, the, 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 the second best time to start this journey is today. The first best time was yesterday. So I would say just starting and it's not about boiling the ocean right away. It's about starting on this journey. Um, Number two, I would say is that not looking into the future around and trying to see around the corner, which is really, really hard if you don't have wisdom in that experience, but that's hopefully one of the things that our fintech team is trying to bring to platforms is that because if you single thread with one provider, if you, if you, you know, infrastructure today may not be what's going to, uh, be the optimal infrastructure setup 
five years from now. So really looking into the future, you know, at my, uh, my co-founders, um, SaaS company, they switched infrastructure providers five different times searching for the right situation, which ultimately led us to say there, there's a better way and let's build it because we couldn't find it. So I would say, you know, waiting to start to, you know, making, you know, integration decisions today that don't contemplate, you know, the future, right? And then three, thinking that they need to build it and build it all themselves. I think we, in, inside of a company, that used to be the case. You used to have to go and be a payment facilitator and you used to have to build all these things. And today, that's about as logical as, you know, I'm going to go build out my own server farm to host all my data. Like we would all, but that's what companies used to do, you know, have servers in the closet. And now we have, you know, AWS and Azure and Google and all the rest. So I think really looking at what's core and that's their vertical SaaS platform and that, yes, they should take full advantage of the power of fintech, but they don't need to be building all that. That, that doesn't make a lot of sense. The most common cause of bad customer experience isn't that high tech. It's embarrassingly simple. Yep, it's answering questions. In e-commerce, it's really easy to get bogged down with common questions, whether that's, where's my package? How do I return or exchange this item? Or just to cancel a subscription? SolvePath is an AI-driven customer support system that enhances the customer experience with visual formats and self-serve technology to empower your customers to handle their own support requests. Get the best customer support system for your business. Get SolvePath. Get started by visiting GetSolvePath.com. You mentioned a, a one big piece in that is is look around the corner, look be a little bit more forward facing and forward thinking. And when you look at the way your clients are approaching their fintech problems, what are some of the opportunities you're seeing ahead in the next three, five, ten years for not only Justify, but for the clients as well? Yeah, so I, I think that um, we look at the different ways that folks are going to want to transact. And I think the, the stored payment values, you know, in some of the payment methods today are, are really exciting because they start to be a lower cost, you know, payment. So I think that's a really big part of like, what are the different ways that their customers, the vertical SaaS platforms, customers, customers are going to want to collect money and then how to get that larger share of, you know, different dollars that are out there. Now it's really a mindset shift. So. You know, it's very easy and I, I, you know, really pound on strategy and stay focused and that's important. But if your focus is having a maniacal collection of every basis point, then you're looking at it through the monetization of funds flow rather. And then, then, you know, this insurance offering that you could provide or this, you know, customer lending, which really also should be viewed through a, you know, user experience. How can you benefit, you know, your customers or your customers' customers, but always not just doing it. It's not an either or it's an, and how can you monetize and participate in that? 
and also add value while also adding value in the user experience. So um, it, it starts to open up the aperture quite a lot when you start thinking not only what is being transacted in our platform today, but what is being transacted by the players on our platform outside or around our platform. And, and it starts to be pretty specific for each vertical, but you know, it, once you shift that focus, that perspective, the right answers keep coming. It seems like. You, you mentioned a couple things in there and, and it has me curious at what point you, you said, get started. I'm going to go back a, a, a little bit earlier where you said the first thing is to get started today. How, as a software, as a service platform, do I know that it's the right time for me to start getting involved in this? Uh, what is the right, like, do I need to be a certain size? Do I need to have a certain skill set? Do I need to have so many customers? Like, what is, what are like the determining factors for me to, to know it's time for me to, to start getting into embedded fintech? Well, I think that's what's kind of very exciting about this is that it, it used to be a gating factor. It used to be, well, if you really want to monetize payments and monetize it well, which is a very big difference between we just start there, you know, you, you had to pay your dues. You had to get to first it was 250 million in volume, then it was 500 million, then it's a billion. And okay, now we'll go through the year's worth of work and hire the, you know, all the team to do underwriting and risk, and we're going to become a payment facilitator. Today, I don't know if that ever makes sense for a platform. So if you could monetize at a world-class level from dollar one, I would say do that because it's going to help with, let's say a, a vertical SaaS platform is choosing to go a typical fundraising route of, you know, you know, bootstrapped and then series seed and then A and they go on through the alphabet. You get some credit for the vision that you're going to go on, certainly. But what if you could get full credit for it because you're already doing it? So I would say, you know, from dollar one, if possible, and then, you know, going on that fintech journey, because it's actually going to reduce the amount of money that you'll have to raise because you'll raise at higher valuations and you'll also be, it's producing real cash flow inside of the platform. So how do you, how do you make the argument for a software company that says, Hey, you know what? Payments is important, but I want to do it fast. So I'm going to go and leverage a company like Stripe, for example, and that'll get that embedded in there and that'll be in there. I may not be able to monetize it now, but I'll eventually get to it. What do you say to a company that, that decides that they, that they think that's the best route? Um, I would say, I get it. We all have to prioritize. And if it's, if it's, um, if it's not today, because I mean, look, I've ran very small companies. I understand that you are CEO and chief garbage taker outer guy <laughs> and gal. And so, you know, it, it, let's not be, you know, flip it about it. But I think that if, if you're talking about like, if, if it's a very simple Stripe integration, you're probably talking about less than a week worth of work. To, if it's a young company to integrate and migrate. So, um, 
I think then like it's really more about stepping back and saying, do we fully understand what is your economic engine? Because if you think that the SaaS fees is your potential and just getting more and more SaaS fees, then I would say you're about 5x off because that's great. You should get as much of that and get value for what you've created. But the embedded payments and embedded fintech is going to increase your potential and increase your revenue and increase, you know, the stickiness of your platform 5x. So I would really go back and say, you know, maybe we're not fully understanding the the magnitude of the value creation that this strategy has on their platform. So that that's how I would how I would look at. And in um you know, once you really understand it, it it very quickly moves up to the top of the priority list. So you've been a lot been through yeah You've learned a lot through your entrepreneurial journey. What would you want to share with the audience to change their perspective on business and or personal perspective on monetizing the software? What would that be? Well, I think that, you know, as a leader, as, uh, you know, a specific vertical or, or whatever business we're in, I think it's really important to sort of be self-aware, you know, so let's make sure that the leader is self-aware, that the team members are self-aware as best we can, and the company is self-aware. So know thyself, you know, you know, and be that well is what I would say. And um, so that's how I feel like I was able to successfully transition from what on the surface looks like a remarkably different company <laughs> to something else. But I'm not trying to be our chief payments officer. I'm not trying to write code. I'm trying to lead a team that is very, very passionate about accelerating potential, which is why we exist. We exist to accelerate potential. Now, quite specifically, it's to accelerate the fintech potential of vertical SaaS platforms. So I would say, like, know thyself. What are you, what is core? What are you really, really good at? What is the economic engine in your business? And then how can you surround yourself with partners, with employees, with, uh, you know, customers that are, that are, when you, when you get alignment, the, the right answers keep coming. You know, when you're aligned with your purpose and your values and you have partners and vendors and customers that are more aligned than they're not, it's a lot of fun, right? Regardless of whatever business you're in. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, like how remarkably similar the purpose statements of, you know, the largest babysitting employer in my last job was, and, you know, our fintech company today, our first purpose was to build stronger families. And as a parent that I'm passionate about that. And our purpose today is to accelerate potential. And in some regards, those are different flavors of the same thing. You know, we, we want to accelerate the potential, whatever passion you know, in, in the vertical that platforms, we want to help them do more and about that because building a great product, adding new customers, you know, isn't, isn't cheap. So we got to figure out a way to fund that. And I think, you know, embedded payments and fintech is a great answer to that. So we always 
the the phrase hindsight is always twenty twenty. If you were to to look back at the journey with Justify, what would you potentially have done differently to accelerate your own potential at Justify? Yeah, you know, um, it's early days, so I think my answer will will change with time and wisdom, probably. But I would say an aha for me. And so whenever there's an aha, I think the hindsight would suggest that like, oh, if I could have got that sooner, we would have been a little bit better off. And the aha for me is that I wasn't coming at this through a lens of like decades of analyzing, you know, interchange and, 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 and being that payments brain. But when I'm talking to entrepreneurs and, and co-founders and leaders in these co- vertical SaaS companies, the aha for me was we should, our job is to not make them experts of interchange and infrastructure and payments. Our, our job is to help them understand how they make their company more valuable because these are just business people trying to be better at business, to solve business problems, to attract and retain and add value every day to their customers. Because sometimes I felt like when you're talking about this space, you, you can sometimes feel like a mad scientist jumping up and down, waving your hand saying, you don't understand. And if someone doesn't understand, that's not their problem. It's your problem. So when we sort of stopped trying to, you know, explain how all the sausage was made and instead went to this sausage is delicious. Don't you agree? And, you know, then, then life conversations got a lot easier and they got a lot more fun. I would say, especially in fintech, we, we always want to explain how we're making it different, not why, but, but how we're making it different and what we did to make it different versus why it matters that it's different. It's a big piece. And I'm, I'm grateful that you, you brought that piece up. We're coming to an end today. I just want to ask you, what parting message do you want to give to us? Well, I would say, um, you know, it's, as we talked about earlier, you know, you don't have to invest millions and millions of dollars and, you know, wait to really harness the power of embedded fintech tools. I think technology in so many areas, including and especially this area, has accelerated to a point where it really can favor not just the large companies being able to have big teams, but even the, the vertical SaaS startup. And so there's a tailwind behind you and that there's a lot of different ways to accelerate your potential. And, and that's what we're trying to do each and every day when we, we come into the office. So for those who are listening or watching that want to figure out how Justify can help them accelerate their potential, what's the best way to, to reach out to you or the Justify team as well to learn more? Joe Keeley, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to to, to chat. Um, we have a, a great team of people you can contact through uh, justify.ai. And what we typically like to do, I mean, is sit down and understand someone's business and then we'll build what we call, you know, a, a lighter version, a, a free version of what our engaged team does every day, which is build what we call a strategic fintech map, which essentially says, where are you today? And what what's possible? You know, and then those are really the two of three most important questions in strategy. Where am I today? 
Where do I want to be? And then the third is what needs to happen for that to happen? Now, fantastic. What I'll go ahead and do is I'll put all the links to, to Joe's social as well as the company in addition to how to get a hold of them directly in the show notes as well as in the description. So you guys just go ahead and click on that and go over and find out what Justify is doing and how they might be able to help you and or people you know. And Joe, thank you again for all of this time. I always love learning about what companies are doing to enable fintech in the ecosystem. And this has been a fantastic conversation. Thanks so much. Pleasure being here. Support provided by SolvePath in e-commerce. It's really easy to get bogged down with basic support inquiries. Whether that's where is my package, how do I return or exchange this item or just to cancel a subscription. SolvePath is an AI-driven customer support system that uses a visual format and self-serve technology to quickly and effectively resolve issues, resulting in satisfying support experiences for customers. Customize a visual support experience for your e-commerce brands and increase increase your overall performance, enhance the customer experience, and drastically reduce support costs. Get the best customer support system for your business. Get SolvePath. Get started by visiting GetSolvePath.com. This has been a production of Diamond D3 Media, with all rights reserved. This is provided for informational purposes only. It is not offered or intended to be used as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. We strive to provide accurate and up-to-date information, but will not be responsible for any missing facts or inaccurate information. You comply and understand that you should use any of this information at your own risk. Cryptocurrencies are highly volatile financial assets, so research and make your own financial decisions.